Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Dan. Chris. Sean. We're back. Yay. Yes. Yeah, very sorry about missing last week, but um, it is really a bad strain of flu that's hit the Isle of Man at the minute. Yeah, schools have been closed. Uh, the hospitals have been evacuated. Yes. Yeah, well, people are too sick to have. go to hospital. Yeah. Um, Bless Jack you. Uh, I was about to say Dan was the only person that didn't get it <laughs> just as he sneezed. And you have condemned him. <laughs> yeah, Lee can't be with us tonight because he's got banned stuff. Yeah. So thank you, Sean, for filling in. I know it is your birthday, but yeah. happy birthday. Happy birthday. Many thank happy you. returns. I, I, I podcasted on my birthday last year, so. Um, right. Is it worth talking about the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, which was a bit dull and also well over a week ago? I, was say, I can't who remember can what remember happened. It? <laughs> it wasn't dull. There was some good stuff going on. The best part of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix was when the DRS didn't work and drivers had to think of other ways to get past people. Like and there was some outbreaking good overtakes, and then everyone's been on Twitter. All of the drivers saying that not having DRS showed how much they needed DRS. The drivers have said that. Yeah, but they were able to overtake each other. Yeah, eventually, <laughs> just not straight away. It's like, oh, I've got, I've, I've got a faster car on paper, so I should be in front of you. Doesn't matter about your skill. Yeah, I mean, when you look at. You know, someone like Bottas who carved his way through the field. He was doing quite... He probably would have done better with DRS, admittedly. But my problem with DRS is that it's... That's where you pass. You then pass under DRS. But when you don't have DRS for any part of the lap, you then have to think of... It's down to the driver to think of where they're going to pass. Yeah, DRS is a bodge to solve... A problem that was a real problem if you were watching, what, 10 years or so ago when there were races where there would literally be one overtake. Yeah. Everything and was done in the pits. Everything lane. was done in the pits. And DRS really helped with that. But the thing that's going to solve the problem is aero changes. And they've done a load of aero changes. And now... For 2021. Well, well there's a new aero for this season. Yeah. Yeah. There have been aero changes in between DRS being introduced and now. And I think what the start of the Abu Dhabi race showed was we might not need DRS anymore. And yet overtaking isn't a piece of piss. You've got to work for it. But I think that's what we want really, isn't it? To see people actually applying skill rather than pressing the overtake button. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's exactly what I want to see. You know, and these are. I'm going. I'm going to throw an allegedly in this. Allegedly, the 20 best racing drivers in the world. They should be able to battle it out, and even if you're in a slower car than the guy behind you, you should be able to defend and hold them off. Yeah. Not when the guy in the faster car presses a button and gets an even faster car under him. I've always, I've always said it's too artificial. It it was good when it was brought in because it was solving the problem of not having any over, on-track overtakes. If they can do the overtakes without it, then we should be getting rid of it. And personally, I can't wait to see the back of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just wonder completely. how much of that was down to Abu Dhabi having those two really long straights as well, so allowing cars to slipstream you know, up close behind each other. But um, I don't know... If you'd be able to do that somewhere else, you know, like Interlagos, for example, you probably wouldn't, wouldn't be so simple without DRS. 
somewhere like that. Well, Australia, you can't overtake even with it. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> very difficult to. Yeah. I mean, the 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 thing is that the more recent circuits and just about everything in the Tilker era has been designed around having one or two deliberate DRS deliberate DRS zones on yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the last couple of. of of new circuit designs have had the longer straights, haven't they? You know, like Abu Dhabi's got a super long straight. Yeah, Baku. Uh, Baku's got a super long straight. Um, and that they are both tilkerized. Yeah, and uh, Circuit of the Americas, as much as we love it, has a super long back straight. Yeah. So what's it going to be, you know, are these circuits going to be outdated as soon as they get rid of DRS? No, I don't think so, because, as I say, the... Um that's what made the the overtaking possible. Um, because you got the long zone to get your slipstream in. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's it, I'm thinking more along the lines of somewhere like, um, put myself on the spot now. Somewhere like Hockenheim might not be easy to pass because the straight or the DRS zone that they use there not really a straight. No, it's, it's more of a long curve. Exactly, it's a long curve that might not. So passing might not be so easy at Hockenheim. Um. It's not on the calendar next year, is it? Is it not? Is it gone? No, it will isn't. It, will it so that'll make passing there really difficult. That's will very it? true. You're quite right. Absolutely. <laughs> will it be back in 2021? Is that where they're... Nobody, we lost nobody's track entirely them? sure. I mean, don't forget, come 2021, we can have up to 25 races. So there could be... There's room for three Hockenheim new ones. and or, or returning <laughs> ones. But, yeah, it's... I... I I'm just I'm just not a fan. I want to see what the um what the 2021 regulations actually do when we get to see the cars set up like that. I think they're keeping DRS, aren't they, for 2021? Sadly, they are. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's going to be this time next year before probably before we get to see something that looks like a 2021 car because they might be running them at the uh, at the end of season test. There's a hybrid car, isn't there? That this, uh, Mercedes are talking about a hybrid 2021 car that's going to be in testing next year yeah it's it's a 2019 chassis with some 2021 aero and 18 inch wheels yeah so it's good it's going to be is that the one that george russell drove at the test because he's done an extra test since testing last week he's done he the test with the 18 inch yeah, wheels he did tire yeah because yeah, pirelli have had the um 18 inch tests yeah. going this um uh, this last week just before the f2 test yeah poor george russell hasn't hasn't left abu dhabi for like <laughs> he's been there for like three weeks <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he can afford to be a tax exile there now What's a, well can he <laughs> he's getting paid more as an f1 driver than he was as an f2 driver sure i guess so yeah probably um, but yeah, talking talking about the test, we've got to see Esteban Ocon back in a Formula One car, in a Renault. Yes, mm-hmm. putting in some quite decent uh, times as well, by the looks of it. Yeah, I I think it, I think he'll be a good fit in the team. Depends how I, many... I can I can say this now because Lee's not here. And, uh... <laughs> Depends how many times he comes together with Danny Ricardo. If he treats um, Danny Ricardo like he treated Sergio Perez, as in, like, not really giving... Target practice. Yeah, well, no, it, <laughs> because they weren't all Ocon's fault. A lot of them were racing incidents. But the... the not amount, racing point, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got, to, you've got to give each other... You've got to have respect for each other and give each other room. And when Perez and Ocon were together as teammates at Racing Point... Don't feel that they, they were weren't doing that. mates. No, as, no, as forcing the race. <laughs> no, they weren't mates. So Ocon's got to make sure that you know, as easy to please as Danny Ricardo might be, you can't treat him the same way 
on the track as maybe he was treating no. Sergio Perez because it won't work much in the same way that treating Perez that way didn't really work. <laughs> yeah, he won't be able to bully Ricardo off the circuit, that's what I'm saying. No. No, I mean, going by the start of the season, Ricardo did it to himself. Yes. But more about that next week when we do, do the season review, because yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that's what's going to be happening next week, although uh, Dan, you uh, won't be... Of uh, some description. No. Do, we no get the, do we get the... Uh, Chris, Chris Re- Rear in I was going to say, we get the Chris Rear joke in for you now, because you will be literally... <laughs> driving home for Christmas. <laughs> um, Top to toe in tailbacks. <laughs> quite possibly. <laughs> On the road to hell. <laughs> yeah, have you seen the M6? <laughs> <coughs> no, there was too many traffic jams in the way. <laughs> Um, so, yes, the um, the postseason test, George Russell, fastest in the Mercedes. But it's clearly because they the- gave him a better car than the other drivers because he's not that much faster than everyone else. I'm sure he's been top in a couple of tests already <laughs> simply because he's in a Mercedes. That's Well, no, he's. it's because Mercedes deliberately gave him a faster car. I see. To so make that they sure. could justify hiring yeah. him. Yeah. I right. See. Of course. <laughs> How many conspiracy theories are we going to try and smash tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give, give us tin foils out of five. I suppose Latifi's been confirmed since... La- yes, Latifi was confirmed during the Ju- weekend. Ju- <laughs> right at the start of the weekend. Yeah. Now, Williams had said that they weren't going to make any decision or weren't going to make any announcements until after the race, hadn't they? Yeah, but then something Mm -hmm. else happened. I think Robert Kubica preempted their decision and told them that he didn't want to race for them anymore. Was that not announced a couple of months ago? Yeah, yeah, Kubica said said he was going around... I think it was like Monza-ish. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say it was around about the end of the European season. Oh, was it? Yeah, Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because he's been like whoring himself out as test driver to like Racing Point and Haas and that style of team. At one point during last weekend, I did see a tweet from Haas, or at least I think I did because I was full of flu and I might have been hallucinating, that Haas had announced Kubica as um, their sim driver for next year and then that was quickly deleted. Oh. And there was the stories about him going to Racing Point as their sim driver. It was the 19th of September Kubica announced he was going to part company with Williams at the end of the season. And he seems oh, to right. be implying that it was his decision, which I'm not entirely sold on. I think it was his sponsor's decision. Because <laughs> the thing is, his sponsor, Orlan, was sponsoring the rear wing and not many people got to see the rear wing of Williams because everything was in front of the Williams. <laughs> we have cat dramas Unfolding. Yes. It's just, a, I think it's a background sideshow. It's a full <laughs> drama yet. Oh, it's getting more dramatic. Oh yes, we are. We are being invaded by podcasts. Um, I mean, I, I think a sim role is probably um, probably the best place for Kubica to go because I think he's still got the technical not technical nags, but he just can't race. He just can't race, and it's. I still say it's not because of the hand. He's just lost his natural speed and the agility that you need to drive a Formula One car because it's so long out of the sport. I think it's probably played a part in it. It hasn't helped, put it that way. Mm. Well, it won't have helped, um, but yeah. I mean, you see somebody like um, Van Dorn or Giovinazzi, who has had a year out of racing and then comes back to F1 and mm, not quite there. Yeah. Yeah. So, And then you have eight years out. Yeah, it, it's a long time not to be... Okay, I know he did a bit of rallying in the middle, but it's a long time not to be doing any of the open wheel 
stuff. Yeah, yeah. and this this is why I think uh, we won't be seeing Alonso back. I I don't think we will either. No, uh, he's already uh, Fernando Alonso's announced he's doing Indy five hundred next year. <laughs> oh, has he now confirmed that? Yeah, yeah with yeah. McLaren. Yep. As a McLaren entry, he's going to... Uh, oh, they still love each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, they've got all those hats and T-shirts that they didn't sell last year. Last yeah. year, so... Yeah. Unpick the stitching, get yeah. a different year on be... there, it'll be fine. You can change a 19 to a 20, can't you? With a... Oh, that's ah. that's more difficult. Yeah. Good craftsmanship, which they do hard. have at Kamoa, the good best craftsman or some shit, I don't know. Arti- Read their artisanal blurb. hats. <laughs> but, I mean... There's, I mean, there was talk all the way through uh, the Abu Dhabi weekend and after at the FIA Awards about Alonso coming back. And Lewis Hamilton dropped a hint about one of the top drivers that was there at the awards went up to Toto Wolff and asked him about a seat in 2021. Was it Sebastian Buemi? I <laughs> don't think it was. Um, so... Yeah, it, it could be. He's a could... top driver from F1, didn't he say? Yeah, a top driver from F1. Which to me says it's not Alonso because he's not from F1. I reckon it could be an elaborate double bluff and it was just Bottas. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the, he is, after Hamilton, he is the second. He, he you was know. second in the world drivers' championship. Yeah, yeah, he all... was there. He and would he be talking to, to Toto. Yeah. I mean, we all know question. that Charles Leclerc is worth 19 Fernando Alonso's. <laughs> yeah, and he drove, Bottas drove the car into the into the FIA prize giving yeah. ceremony. It wasn't. And yeah. he, he will have spoken to Toto, you would assume, while he was there. Yeah. Look, I've just had the best season of my life. So it's I mean, just I'd as well him. it wasn't yeah. Rojan. He just driven it into the podium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a two-year deal. I've just had the best season ever. My, my best season ever, not the best season mm-hmm. ever. That would be winning everything, surely. Um, yeah, maybe it is Bottas, but, you know. There's, there's team harmony at Mercedes at the moment, though, isn't there? For now. Yeah, for the for the for the time being, there is. Um, and don't know if you saw as well. Toto Wolff is now an honorary member of the BRDC. I wasn't. I wasn't aware of that. Yes. Pretty much everyone is an honorary member of the BRDC. Are they not? Yeah. I think you just you just turn up at the BRDC um, after winning a race, and you get honorary membership. He got the uh, he got given the Colin Chapman Award for team bossing. I think team bossing. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what it's called. <laughs> Do they give him a mug that says "World's Greatest Boss"? Yeah, yeah. Colin Chapman's no longer here, so you can have the trophy that bears his name. Yeah, interesting thing about Toto this week he's now um, he's now dropping subtle hints about staying at Mercedes because it looked like he might take up a role with the official Formula One. It was it was looking uh, there was rumours a few weeks ago that he was going to be the next Chase Carey. Yeah, I don't know how he'd look with that tash. No. Awesome. I think he would grow a good moustache. He'd probably be getting tips off of Dieter Zetcher. There mm. is every chance. Yeah. But yeah, now now apparently Chase Carey looks like he's going to be staying on for at least another season. Says he doesn't want a long-term deal, but um, he's happy to have rolling short-term ones. So I just, I just wonder if they'd offered Toto the job and he turned it down. There was always talk, wasn't it, that Christian Horner was going to replace Bernie Eccleston when Bernie was still running the sport. Hmm. Um, he's not been he's not been linked to taking over Carey's role, and that appears to have dropped off. But I think um, Horner was actually Bernie's choice. Yeah, should he have I, to step down? I think so. There were persistent rumours, weren't there? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, I mean, it, if you think about it, it was the ideal one for it. 
found out that he wasn't a quick enough driver, so ran a team instead. Much like Bernie. Who may or may not have been cheating with um, aerodynamic regulations and bending the rules. It's, it's, all, it's all there. Two, two Grand Prix entries for Bernie Eccleston. But no starts. I don't think he started any races, no. No. Didn't, didn't qualify in either of them. <laughs> Possibly didn't even get in the car at one of them. He, I think it was Monaco and Silverstone in 1958, I think. We need Sean for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sean was meant to be on the show last week if we'd have, uh, if we'd have recorded it, but... Yeah, so been... apologies to Sean. We, yeah. we were far too ill to even <laughs> contemplate podcasting. He would probably have been the only healthy person. Mm. Yes. Right, moving on, there is some new stuff for 2020 that is happening. It's good to talk about 2020 rather than 2021. Yeah, because... Yeah. Things that we're actually going to see next time F1 cars are on track, and the chequered flag is back. The, f- the actual... The actual the physical, physical bit flag. of cloth that gets waved. Yeah, not just the, 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 the printed dig- graphic... Yeah, so they brought in the digital thing after a cock-up with the physical checkered flag, and then there was a cock-up with the digital checkered flag. Wasn't that, what's her name, Winnie Harlow? Winnie Harlow. Didn't she wave the flag a lap early? early. She got it given a lap early and told to wave it. To be fair, an official handed her a flag. The official probably should have been on that one a bit better. So so F1, in their wisdom, said, right, humans can cock up waving the flag Mm -hmm. at the right point. Let's use a computer. And the computer got it wrong. Was it at Abu Dhabi? No, no. It, was, it was a few races Russia, back. It was, was it? Mexico. Was it? Mexico. It was Mexico because um, Perez was classed as eighth, even though he'd been it was, wiped out. It was out. the yes. Perez crash that all got cocked up, where he yeah didn't finish but was ahead of people <laughs> who did finish. And weird. Mm. Mm-hmm. So they're now bringing the checkered flag back. But is somebody and does somebody not have the giving job? it to random models and actually giving it to someone who knows what lap it is? That's what I mean. Like, is it an official like title, the flag waver? You would hope so. Because <laughs> I mean, right, right up until the uh, Winnie Harlow one, it was given to various celebrities. Yeah. Well, Pele, did Pele do it wrong? He didn't do it at the right time? He didn't do it. He didn't do it. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't wave it until, I think, fourth or fifth crossed the line. Yeah, yeah. He, just Cause did... he, he was talking to somebody or trying to sell them Viagra or something. <laughs> oh, was that what it was? I thought he had election problems. <laughs> well, Pele was trying to become the president of Brazil. <laughs> We don't talk about electile dysfunction <laughs> here this week. No, absolutely not. We'll save, we'll save that for other people's podcasts. Yes. Um, so, there is that one. The other rule is testing is now going to be treated like a race weekend and no hiding cars behind screens unless the floor's off. Unless the floor's mm. off. Or yes. the car has been brought back on a flatbed damaged, somewhere on, damaged mm-hmm. from somewhere on the track. So the the teams now have to have fully open garages during testing. That that's leaning more towards Formula Chris. Stop <laughs> hide, stop hiding shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let everybody see what you're doing. Even like submit your blueprints for your car after you've launched it, and then everyone can see what you've submitted. Though I hope they don't ban the Red Bull funny paint designs. No, they should. They yeah, fun. like the old, um, the old naval sort of um, all the crisscrossy stuff. Yeah, kind of mm-hmm. uh, naval camouflage. But, yeah. But, yeah, 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 just just designed to screw up photographers. Yeah, but it was uh, 
for the naval ones, it was originally designed to confuse tor- torpedo fires from submarines because it broke up. Yeah, the- but for anyone that isn't a Toro Rosso, it's designed to confuse torpedoes so you don't know what you're running into. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have seen it anyway. No, that's true. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that is a good idea. Plus, um, all six days of testing are going to be live on TV in 2020. Uh, they've announced that they're going to be doing both se- uh, both sessions. So we'll actually, if we're watching it on TV, we'll actually get to see what's going on in the garages as well. Hashtag where's Ted? <laughs> <laughs> Ted will Not be there because appara- again. <laughs> apparently, again, it's a joint F1 and Sky production. Right, okay. So... Whoever Ted's working for, or both of them. Or both Ted's. But, well, <laughs> I think Ted has multiple owners, doesn't he? Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's been working for F1 as well as, uh, as, well as for Sky. Um, but, yeah, Ted will, Ted will be there and will be on Sky TV and F1 TV. Yeah. Even though we still can't watch F1 TV over here. We can, just not... Legally. Any, yeah, and just not anything that's happened in the last... Yeah, yeah. It'd be good, it'd be good to watch testing because I think they're doing it the same the same way that they did for the um, twenty nineteen preseason tests, where F one TV gets it all day, but Sky just get it in the afternoon. To be fair, you do get long periods of no cars on track during testing. But they had about um, they had about twenty different people in the commentary box, and watching it last year, it was like a long form version of. Proper F1 respected people and journalists and Craig Slater doing this kind of thing. It's like Test Match Special. Yeah. But with Formula I 1. I think they were even talking about cake at one point. Did, did anyone uh, see th- in the post, post-Abu post Dhabi test that Perez and Vettel collided? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to collide during a test. No. No, apparently Pe- it looked like Perez actually shoved Vettel off. Um, bit of a... Yeah. A bit of a daring dive down the inside at the end of one of the straights, and then, yes, unsurprisingly, put Vettel into a spin. <laughs> God, we've never seen that before. No. So it looks like the Winter Championship has started early. <laughs> yeah, well, has it? That's the thing. Well, no, Ferrari weren't fastest, so. No. Um, and the other thing for next year, with 22 races, the all the teams are allowed an extra MG UK. Ooh. <laughs> well, you say there's 22 races. Yeah. Yeah. At the moment, 22 races. Asterisk. Mm-hmm. Am I messing up the running order here? Not really. We can we can chop and change. It's fine. Go so, on, Dan. Uh, today, as we're recording this, the World Anti-Doping uh, uh, Association Authority Association one Association Authority People. Wada, the, the world anti-doping folks, um, have announced that Russia are being banned from hosting major <clears throat> events with and taking part and taking part in major events with the M and the E in capitals there, because major events means something specific. Major events. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the FIA being one of the signatories to the World Anti-Doping Association <laughs> Let's program. go authority, because I think that's correct. Authority I don't program. think association is right. Um, are defined as being one of the people who host 
Agency. I've just looked it up. Oh, Agency. Oh, fucking hell. We, never, we, didn't, we didn't... Yeah, that yeah. was not mooted. <laughs> but yes, FIA World Championship events are defined as major events. Major events. And so those are banned from new ones being held in Russia and existing ones have to be moved unless it's kind of difficult and you don't want to. <laughs> so how difficult and we don't want to is that applies to the Russian Grand Prix in Sochi? The organisers of the Russian Grand Prix say it's definitely going ahead and they have a cast-iron contract that the FIA can't get out of. But they would say that, wouldn't they? Yeah, of course they would. Um, also, when it comes to Russian athletes, those who've not been caught up in doping scandals are allowed to take part in major events. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> when, uh, But they have to compete under a neutral flag because they're not allowed to represent Russia. Russia yes. Yeah. I think it's, it's not just that they haven't been caught up in doping as well. I think they have to prove that they are not receiving any support directly from the state. So Got in terms you. of sponsorship, they can't be sponsored by anyone who is publicly owned, a company right. in Russia, anything like that. Which might cause problems for one Danny Kvyat. Or As an, I think anyone with maybe SMP sponsorship. Yes, yeah. Which is half the F2 and F3 grids. <laughs> but F2 and F3 are, are not, not major world events. championships, yeah. so aren't major events. So <laughs> don't fall under these rules. But Formula One does have um, <laughs> occasional testing uh, events, isn't it, for doping, anti-doping? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, with, it- with F1 being a signatory to the World Anti-Doping Agency... They have to abide by its rules, so it's in competition and out of competition test for participants. Yeah. So um, the top three have to pee in a cup, and so do other random drivers during the weekend and outside of race weeks. Which means Kvyat will have peed in a cup at least once this year. Yes. Even if he's not been called for a random Probably test. Probably definitely after Germany. Yeah. He, fin- he finished top three. He would have yeah, had to have done it. He will have had to have done a test. I think that, that, is, that is the standard for... Um, Every um, every individual sport, the top the top three had to plus and mm-hmm. a couple of other random yeah. ones, and you can be contacted at a random time out of competition to uh, to be tested. Um, so I mean, at the moment, the Russian Grand Prix organisers are saying they have the contract and it's hard to get out of it, which me- which would mean that they are allowed to host the Russian Grand Prix in 2020 because the calendar has already been set it's probably just gonna need lawyers to look over what the contract mm. says and we're not gonna hear anything until they've done that until yeah. they move the <laughs> russian grand prix to uzbekistan or somewhere similar you know you could still have a russian grand prix in a different country or you could have a grand prix in sochi and call it the sochi grand prix. belarusian grand prix yeah, Belo <laughs> Russian Grand Prix. Yeah. Yeah, it's like San Marino doesn't have a Formula One circuit. No, no, Imola well, is in Italy. Yeah, Luxembourg doesn't have an F1 circuit. No, but the Nürburgring what, what is, held the... What is the MotoGP San Marino Grand Prix? That's got a fucking ridiculous name, hasn't it? Like San, San Marino and Rimini Coast something yeah. or other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Mugello, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the thing which... I does think. seem clear from what uh, what today's ruling said is Russian government officials 
are not allowed at major events. Also, there's no Russian national anthem is to be played. Now, remember that the Russians invented the Putin parade, <laughs> which is now what, which is the name we've given to where the drivers line up at the front of the grid mm-hmm. and, you know, pay homage to the national anthem of the country they're racing in. Now, under Chris, these... any chance you could start talking to your microphone rather than to the side of it? Sorry. <laughs> under, their, under, their, uh, under the rules that have been set out today, they're not allowed, they won't be allowed to do that. No. Because, and there will be no Russian flag either, because that's also not allowed. Which makes me wonder, A, what's going to be on Danny Kvyat's car if he's not allowed the Russian flag? And B... Torpedo. It, possibly. Um, um, if, he, if he betters his German result in 2020 and wins a race, what flag and what anthem are they going to play? I reckon he should or be allowed does, to pick his own. Or does he? Or does he switch countries just for a season until he's allowed to go back to Russia? I don't I think, think he'll switch countries because um, FIA rules are that in Formula One, and it's different for the lower formulas. In Formula One, you have to race under the flag of your passport. So, if he wants to race as a different country, as representing a different country, he has to have a passport from that country, and that's quite a big deal in some cases i don't know what the rules around russian passports are with your if you've got dual citizenship yeah but it may not just be a case of oh i live in monaco i may as may as well get one of their passports yeah i know that former portsmouth owner sasha Geidemack had joint russian and french uh, nationalities <clears throat> but again does danny kivyat have any french connection well, he lives in Monaco, <laughs> so it could be possible for him to get Monegasque citizenship. Perhaps. But would he want mm-hmm. to? That's, is is that's, it worth it? That's the other question, because he is a he comes across as being proud to be Russian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if, he's, if there's no issue whatsoever in him being an independent athlete, then I think for the extra faff it would be to go through dicking about getting the passport just so you can have the Monegasque national anthem. I think he'd probably just be an independent. With no... no Pick your own song! Well, I what, reckon. What, what, Pick, happen, what happened in the um, what happened in in previous Olympics when people haven't represented their own countries? Is Rio the, being the most recent. Yeah, the one. Olympic mm-hmm. flag goes up and the Olympic anthem gets played. So I mean, if Kvyat was to anthem. win a race, would you get the F one flag or the F one logo where the, the Russian chain. flag would be? Yeah, the chain. Um, yeah, play the chain or the shitty flute version of the F one theme. <laughs> <laughs> Share a, I'll share a link to that one. Yeah, it's funny. Especially over the uh, Mercedes Germany pit stop. <laughs> <coughs> so, yeah, it's going to be confusing. Now, Autosport have looked into this. They've been, in, they've been in touch with the Russian Grand Prix organisers, the FIA and F1, for clarification on it. And it's, this only came out today, so I think F1 are still working out and the FIA are still working it, out. It's what, going to take two weeks of lawyers looking what at What the hell do we do? And this is going to be something that I think drags on over the winter. I think it's going to take more than two weeks. Once lawyers get involved, don't forget, they bill by the second. <laughs> Especially in cases like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it will be like a Danny Kip- Kvyat lawyer, an F1 lawyer, a Russian Grand Prix lawyer, a Russian Federation lawyer. 
a Toro Rosso, sorry, an Alfa Torre lawyer. They're not Alfa Torre officially until March. When they start talking about F1 2020, it may be an Alfa Torre one. That is true. Still no word on them officially changing the name, but they've um, asked it to, but we've got to wait until the, en- the official entry list gets published, is which true. is usually around about the end of January. Yes, that would sound about right. Yeah, it's, it's usually sort of... Just before testing, couple isn't of, it? A couple yeah. of weeks before testing, which we won't be in Barcelona for. No. Because we're planning on going to Barcelona for a week and we saw how much it would cost to go during the testing week and how little it would cost in comparison to go the week before. The problem is the uh, week of testing, it's testing and World Mobile Congress and some festival and it's a Champions League week so Barcelona might have a match so there's like a lot going on that ooh, week. I'll st- See if I can get sent to World Mobile Congress. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they always used to try and coincide it with like Alonso launching something from Movistar, didn't they? And, and he would like nip down in between mm. testing sessions. Now it's going to be Alonso launching a mobile hat. Could be signs. They might, they might get signs to launch a mobile. Yeah, maybe. A, cho- a chocolate mobile. Maybe. A husky chocolate phone. Um, going, going back to F1. Real stuff. Um, the Vietnam circuit is having an extra corner. Yes, so they're having some work done to it at the moment. There have been lots of pictures of it. And from the original design, they've decided to stick in an extra corner. But... <laughs> just, 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 just moving back to the caveat thing. Just I know, one extra corner. Normally do YouTube comments on here, but none of us thought of it. And thank you, Jana, for pointing this out. He could come from Rossbergia. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes he could. Yes, Finland, Monaco and Germany. And with a little bit of Italy thrown in for good measure. Yes. So, back to, mm. back to Vietnam. Yeah, so yeah, just yeah. there's a lot of tinkering going on to get the sort of the general layout of the track ready and yet they've decided to stick in an extra bit. Now, so, if I remember my geography, or... Uh-huh. Uh, what, what's, what's the maths thing? Trigonometry. Okay. Mm. That's it. If you have something where all the lines join up and you add an extra corner in, the lines won't all join up. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, I do I'm know not... what you mean. You kind of have to have two extra corners. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly where they've added in the extra corner, but it is there, apparently. In the middle of the start, finish straight, turn right. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It has to be a kink or at least two corners. Mm-hmm. It, you can't just have one. <laughs> because with one extra corner, you are just going to not stand... It stops it being a circuit. <laughs> yeah. As Dan rightfully points out, is then not a circuit. You should take this up with Herman Tilker. <laughs> I never, never actually thought of it like that. Yeah, they've, said they've added an extra corner. Just one. Just one. And then I'm not logged into my fucking autosport, so it's telling me I've had my articles for this month, even though I have got a login... While we're on that, finally, uh, finally seeing what they're doing with the banking at Zandvoort, and that looks terrifying. It it does look about the it does look uh, steeper than Indy. That yeah? is apparently all to do with Charlie Whiting. Apparently, that was one of the last things he uh, one of his last actions in F one was to sign off on that. Wow, last action, Charlie. Mm. So make the banking at Zandvoort a lot more bankier. Yeah, it's going to be the possibly the highest thing in the Netherlands. Um. Sounds unlikely. <laughs> Physically highest. There are some um. British students in Amsterdam <laughs> who have yeah. just fallen asleep in their chairs. <laughs> Slightly wrong choice of words. There. Yes, it's going to be the tallest thing in the Netherlands. Yeah. Yes. 
So apparently, going back to Vietnam, there's been a tweak in the final section. This is from Autosport. Um, in bet- with the, in, after turn 22, which was going to be the last turn, they've added, they've done a little tweak and there's now a turn 23. I'm still with Dan on this yeah. one. <laughs> you, this, you also need a turn 24. This is what the people otherwise. say. <laughs> so the Tilka circuit that nobody's raced on yet has been retilkered. Yeah, and then there's a picture of some bulldozers. So he might have just like taken a house down or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I've, I've seen the. I've seen the, the rendering uh, of the onboard for Vietnam, and what? it looks rubbish. It 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 looks like Sochi. That's what I mean. <laughs> I was literally just about to say, it doesn't matter if we lose Sochi because Vietnam. Yay! Also, it's it's a very strange May for the calendar next year. It's Vietnam. Is it Vietnam, Spain? Oh, no, Zandvoort, Zandvoort Spain. and Vietnam are both early. I think they're both before Spain. Yeah. So is it, is, is it Vietnam, Zandvoort, Spain, Monaco? Something like that, yeah. So that's going to make <laughs> Zandvoort... Canada, Canada Baku. Something like that. <laughs> that will make Zandvoort start of the European season. Yes. Yes. Bit weird. Very weird. <laughs> Zandvoort is on the calendar. That is is weird by recent... Standards. Yeah, like I say, I, I, I utterly remain to be convinced. Uh, what have we got on here next? Oh, yes, Nick Chester has left Renault as part of their ongoing massive bloody clear-out. And I didn't realise exactly how long he'd been there. Senior figure at Renault, um, of the Enstone team. Yeah, he's been there since Benetton. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is uh, so early 90s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, uh, I think it was 2000 that he joined. Was it? I think it was turn of the millennium, I yeah. think I read, yeah. So some might say 2000, some might say 2001. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Renault are really clearing the decks, and but bringing in other people. I'm having to talk, talk above a cat ripping a cardboard box to shreds here. Um, do we think this is all part of their long term, actually we're going to stay in Formula One for a bit longer than normal strategy this time? I mean, after this year, it's Or is not... it they're getting rid of long-term staff so that when they do bail out after two years, the redundancy payments are a lot lower? It's not shocking, really, after the year they've had that they might want to look at making some changes. True. And he's, he's chassis, isn't he? Yeah. And we've seen in the McLaren that that engine has potential. When it, it's in a chassis. Yeah, it, it, when it it's in a chassis it. that works. It, it was the best of the rest. Yeah. That the en- or the engine powered the best of the rest. So McLaren have done something better with their chassis than Renault. Yeah. So, um, I don't think I actually saw who is replacing him. I don't um, know if they've named a name. I was going to say if they've not, uh, if they've not actually made an announcement yet. But I, I think this is kind of giving Renault a bit of a future. Do we think Bruno's adding an extra corner to this box? There are now five corners in that box. Yet it's and it's shortly not going to join up. Yeah. Proving my theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all laughing at you, Bruno. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't bother. He's just going to sit there and chew cardboard. Well, he doesn't chew it. He just rips it he apart. He rips it out and then spits it and gets another bit. Yeah, unfortunately, the camera's not actually picking. Um... Oh, I'm sure the microphones are. Oh, the microphones will be picking that up. Um, what else have we got while we're on the subject of sort of circuit changes and things? Paul Rickard is looking at changing the layout. 
Good. Bin, mm-hmm. bin it and start again. Yes. There are, what is it, 130 different configurations that mm-hmm. circuit can be in. One of them must be interesting. It's That's the thing. Be. I don't know whether they mean they're going to make actual layout changes physically, or if they're just looking at using a different configuration. Stick, stick some cones in places where there weren't, and make them yeah. take a different corner. Do or that maybe on add, every lap, or yeah. maybe add an extra corner. Do you know what? That would be a great race. Different lap every race, every every lap. Yeah. I think you're onto something there, Dan. Yeah, 130 for configurations. Really. Yeah. You could use half of them. Yeah. But they need to they need to do something with it. I mean, Chris, your theory about the fact the fact that it's been completely redesigned as a test track. Yeah, well, it has been basically. And yeah. it just takes all the racing away because it's there for cars to run at what they can run, and it means the fastest cars finish at the front, the slowest cars finish at the back. And and nothing else happens. N- no driver skill is involved because your car is not fast enough to get past the one in front or hold off the one behind. Give Bruno evils for ripping up boxes mid pod. This is the downside of recording here. The podcasts mm-hmm. have got a lot more access. We, yeah, we don't we don't have the same segregation options as the usual podcast room. But I mean, the French the French Grand Prix this year was the most boring race in a long time, by far. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's good for the French French Grand Prix authority to to look at it and think, well, maybe we should do something about it. Um, you know, switch it up a little bit. Do they need to remodel any parts of the circuit? I think they need to get rid of the stupid blue runoff areas for a start. Put no, some the, grass yeah. down. The tyre the shredders. Put some grass down. Also, get rid of the monkey trophy. It was funny the first year. The second year, it's just like, oh, seriously. Or at least bring in a different animal. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, maybe one year, one year, one year King the- Kong, the next year the Empire State Building, the year after <laughs> some planes... This is like some kind of collectible series. (laughs) Part 1, 199. Rest of issues, 999. One of those kind of collectible series. I I think winning a race in Formula 1 costs quite a lot more than that. I think it does. What is it, 2,000 euros per championship point? Uh, Something like that. In fact, I did see... um, Wow, Williams put 2,000 euros into this year. Yeah. (laughs) That is just like, I think, the fee... That goes to the driver has to pay, or I don't know. There's some shit on top of obviously all your other entry fees oh, the, and um, construction costs. The and... teams have to pay it as well on top of the yeah. driver because the um, the drivers pay for their own super license mm-hmm. every year. Because yeah, but, so that Mercedes have the highest entry fee ever or something for next year because they were so ridiculously many points this year. Um, because Mercedes scored 739 points. The team entry fee is $4.9 million. Damn. Oh, dear. <laughs> <coughs> um, that's, just be- that's just from the points. Mm. The total fee with, their stand- with the standard entry fee, which every team has to pay, is $5,490,812. The $10 million before you even turn a wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the drivers have to pay their own super license charges mm-hmm. as well. So Lewis Hamilton will have to pay an absolutely huge amount for the privilege of racing next year. I'm sure he'll be able to find the money somewhere. Um, he sold his plane. True. So. I think so. Yeah, oh, it's uh, $5,563 yeah. per point. Is it? Bloody hell, that's that gone up a bit. Pay. 
Sorry, I don't know that one. Didn't ask you, love. <laughs> well, we knew. We knew. <laughs> yeah. I've got it written down in front of me. Yeah, so um, Williams only have to pay for Cubitz's as point. So it's one seven hundred and ninety third of Mercedes cost. So, so they're making savings, basically. Yeah, George yeah. Russell is a bargain then, isn't he? But it's only because he's in that faster car. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hang on. Ah, right. So the way that it works is it costs $556,000 to enter. The reigning champions have to pay $6,677 per point, and all the other nine teams have to pay 5563 So you actually get penalised for winning. So the, pri- the prize money that you get for winning just goes to pay next year's entry. I don't disagree with that to a certain extent, penalising the winners. Do you remember when... Uh, British touring cars start weighing down the the winning cars. Yeah, but that makes sense because it puts the pack closer together. They yeah. still they still do it now. I was watching I was watching a BTCC race towards the end of the season. I haven't like watched touring header. cars for years. And uh, yeah, there's three races three races in one day, and they were giving the ballast details on the second and third races depending on where they finished in the first one. I yeah. think they do it in some of the GT classes in. Um, world endurance as well. I think if someone is found to have an excessive advantage over another car in their class, they get like a breeze block in the boot or something. I don't know. Yeah, is it twenty five kilos they were adding to the something like that? Yeah, to the touring cars. And of course, WEC have now got the power um, power balancing rules, so that somebody that isn't Toyota can actually win in LMP one. Which that seems mm. fairer. Which now has happened. So the the world's biggest Prius is now beatable. Yes. <laughs> it's only because Alonso's not there anymore. Yeah, but, I mean, he's only a 17th of the driver Charles Leclerc is. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have anything else? Because I, I think that's probably about covered everything that we've got on the, I on think the running so. order. We're doing a season mm. review next week. Well, do the season yeah. review... Next week, um, Dan, if you want to give us your thoughts before you disappear and we'll we'll add them in. If I have a thought before then, <laughs> I will let you know. Because we only decided we were doing this show this afternoon. Because at one point we weren't entirely sure when we were going to be recording. We are super organised. Flu, Christmas, band stuff. Yeah. So, I guess it's probably time to do a total shunt. think so. Uh, well, yeah. Mm. Right, I will find one because I have some on here. And this is from, I've had this since March, this is from, I, I love this name, Quinn C. Nudson. Yes. Quinn. Quinn. C. 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 Initial. Nudson. K-N-U-D-S-E-N. Quality but not name. Quincy. Not Quincy. Quinn C. I do Quinn get Nudson. like a lawyer vibe off the name. I like it. Maybe it's because it sounds like a bit like a local lawyer's. No, I don't think it does. Oh, I know the one you mean now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one with Quinn in there. Yeah, yes. that's the one, yeah. 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 So, I was born... Good. ...in 1974. Okay, so right. some years old. You're not, you're not doing maths tonight. 45? 45, 45 yeah, this 45 year. 45 and 46 next year. I made my debut in motorsport in 1995. Okay. So, he's t- 20, 21. 21. I won the Race of Champions three times. And I will need a guess. Sounds like somebody who who might be doing, might have done rallying. Rallying or 
so, some, obviously not probably an F1. Unlikely, but possible. Yeah. Could have been, you know, somebody who was around for a season or so. Or a manufacturer. Yeah. Quite possibly manufacturer. The manufacturers tend not to win race of champions, champions, do they, yeah. really? It's, mm, that's true. It's countries. Yeah. Or could drivers. It a, could it be a country? New countries are popping up every day. I am Ross Bergier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so can I have a guess? Oh, God. Um, 40-something years old. Dan, stop Googling. I am... Um, Working, I'm Dan, Dan has received communication from yeah. the outside world. Save those kittens. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh do you want to bin this guess off? I have nothing sensible to no. contribute. How about Peter Solberg? Yeah, that'll do. About the right age, actually. Roughly. Yeah. Okay. Why not? First guess, Peter Solberg. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't know that he's won Race of Champions three times. He's he's been in it a lot, hasn't he? Because yeah. he has he has like a flashy animal overall. Yes. Right. My first test in Formula One was in two thousand and seven. It is not Peter Solberg. Interesting. Two thousand and seven. That's quite. That's quite late mm. for someone who's forty five. So yeah, so that's someone who would have been. Oh, fuck me, the math. Didn't 33. Andre Lotterer make his Formula 1 debut very late on, like, like in a oh, caterer. about the right kind of race. Yeah. Did he do one race when someone, was he did it, a Belgian. Grosjean was banned? Or? No, I think it was Kobayashi. He just took Kobayashi's seat at caterer for a race. <laughs> and then they offered him another race, and he, he said, said, no, no, thanks. You can, no, your car's shit. Yeah, reasonable. Um, yeah, that's a mm. sensible thought. Okay, my first world championship was in WRC. So somebody who's done Formula One and World Rally Championship. This is a rare breed of person. Uh, or a Finn. <laughs> Raikkonen's not quite old enough. No. I'm, I'm just trying to understand that question. My first World Championship was in WRC. Yes. So, I'm, a, I'm only going as written. So WRC is a World Championship, yeah. as is Formula One. Mm-hmm. But does that mean this person is a world champion? Yeah, because they tested Formula One in two thousand and seven. But that Having that might have been that might have been like, a, oh, you're a world rally champion. Come and drive our car. Yeah. Mm. Did Sebastian Loeb do some F one testing? He's about with, the right age. Because he had a oh, lot of Red Bull sponsorship, so would he have maybe popped yeah. up in a Toro Rosso for a bit of fanning and about? Yeah. Because yeah, they possibly. do that, don't they? Mark Marquez did one. Rossi's done one. Jorge Lorenzo Jorge did Lorenzo, um, I think, has turned Mercedes. Up in, yes. Next clue. Mm. You're saying it's a rare kind of person. I won five gold medals in gymnastics at the French Nationals. Oh, hell. So French Nationals is would be Sebastian Loeb. Yeah, you would think so, wouldn't you? we're looking at a French. Yeah. Is he a gymnast? I don't know. I suppose it would help you Sebastian get out of a rolled... Must, um, the rally car, wouldn't it? Sebastian Ogier is young, isn't I he? Think still he's too a little young. bit younger, yeah. So we'll need a guess here. Should we go with Sebastian Loeb? I Sebastian Loeb's probably about the right age. He's not long, sort of. He's retired, back, isn't he? he? Yeah, well, yeah, but he's got no more to do, has he? Really? No, he he's won everything, everything like ten times. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian Loeb. Yeah. Okay. I won a world championship by 56 points. 
Yeah, he did smash the shit out of some of his championships, didn't he? That would be yeah. a good gap. Totally. I came second at the 24 hour of. Do I say it like Lee says it or says it properly? Lee properly. Mans. Lee Mans. Mans. Lee Mans. Lee Mans. <laughs> in 2006. 2006. Would still have been an active rally driver then. Yeah. yeah. I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. In one of my series, my average win rate was 45% over 174 races. I'm, yeah. I'm not getting anything to sort of punt me elsewhere. At the no. Moment. So, how many races do they have in WRC? No, they do like 11 a year, 11 or 12, 12 a year. Rounds a year, yeah. Obviously, they have multiple well, stages within that, but... Yeah, I'm just thinking 145 races sounds quite a lot. 174. Sorry, 174 sounds even more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's It's accurate. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) Yeah, it could be. Um, I was made Knight of the Légion d'Honneur by French President Nicolas Sarkozy in 2009. (laughs) He got cosy with Sarkozy. <laughs> That's what I always think of with Nicolas Sarkozy. <laughs> um, there is a spaffer, should it be required. In 2009, this is roughly the... That would be around about, about kind, of the, the kind of ending of the peak. Yeah, the, when Citroen decided they were going to release the C4 by Loeb. Yes. What, hang on, they're going to give me a family car that's apparently by a mm. World Rally Champion. <laughs> <laughs> When you've really quickly got to nip out for some emergency calpol. That's it. <laughs> there is a spaffer if you want it. Yeah. Do you we? may as well. Yeah, Why not? Yeah. yeah. Someone's taking the time. We're, we're not confident, are mm. we? No. I won nine WRC World Championships on the trot. Still is, sounds like Sebastian Loeb. Still sound Loeb. like Sebastian Loeb. Yeah, we'll go with Sebastian Loeb then. I am Sebastian Loeb. Good. So thank you to Quincy Nudson. Or mm. Quincy Nudson. For sending that in God, 13th, 13th of March. Um, if you want to get a total shunt into us, um, you can send it on direct message on Twitter or Instagram to Lee at a total shunt. And wait nine months. And wait nine months. <laughs> or you can send it to me, three legs, four wheels at gmail.com and wait until Lee's sick or doing a band practice or something. If you have a really difficult to pronounce name, please send it to Lee. <laughs> <laughs> For a little what, bonus like challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and don't send him any pronunciation guide either. Let him figure it out for himself. <laughs> or if it's something horrendously finished, then um, send a send audio. Like Santeri did. Yeah, yeah, that was that was good. Um, you can get a hold of the rest of us um, at Three Legs Four Wheels on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And individually we are At Flood Twenty One. At Sean Camper. At Dan Dankleton. And at Pablo One Hundred. Um, we're going to do the big Formula Lee reveal next week with the final times and the prize giving. Well, there isn't a prize, but the, the top of the leaderboard. And we'll also have the uh, final results of the prediction competition for all the listeners and for us a lot on the podcast, see how well we did against all the guests. I think average. Ooh. Distinctly average. Yes. I, yeah. think, <laughs> I don't think any of us in this room were top, and I no. don't think Lee won either. Guests won. I think the collective hive mind beat us. Yes. But we'll have to, we'll have to do that one again next season. Um, right, so we'll be back next week with a season review and anything else that comes up and a bit of a Christmas special. 
And we'll hopefully be able to live stream the Patreon show next week. If you want to help us out on Patreon, then just go to patreon.com slash three legs, four wheels. We still did a Patreon podcast. There is still a Patreon podcast for everyone to listen to this week. We just um, couldn't get it sorted out on video in time because lights and cables and stuff. And cats, different location. And different location and many cats and complicated tripods. And we're actually powering the camera and one of the lights off a PlayStation. It works. It works. It works. It? Yeah, that literally it works, yeah. <laughs> And the other light is being powered from some adapter that Amazon sent me by mistake that I didn't order. I'll explain later. Um, if you're on <laughs> it's YouTube, probably best not to explain on the thing, to be if fair. If you're on YouTube, stick around and we'll do, uh, do the usual sort of chat afterwards. Uh, yep. If you're listening to this on audio, thank you very much and uh, we'll see you next week. We will indeed. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.